Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Willie. I'm Nick. I'm Alex. I'm Tim. We have a wonderful, wonderful show for you today. We're going to hear one man's opinion on Terminator Genesis. It's the founder's opinion, so it's an important one. (laughs) Therefore, it is law. Absolutely. (laughs) Listen to him and only him. We're also going to cover a ton of Comic-Con news, so bear with us as we try to navigate that disaster of an event. <laughs> Actually, it was kind of Would you call it a genocide? Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Jesse Eisenberg, just stop talking. <laughs> just cut it out. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stop talking. He, no, Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, Jesse Eisenberg was quoted. as He was asked how he felt about his Comic-Con experience. And he, he compared it to genocide. Oh. <laughs> like, literally, those are the words that he said. I, I can't think of anything historically to compare it to except for genocide. I mean, okay. I mean, a bit of, He's like, yeah. I had 6,000 people screaming at me. Like, he was not a fan at uh, all. He doesn't seem like someone who would be a fan of that, though. No. I'm not a fan of his, so <laughs> go away. Um, anyway, if you like what you've heard so far, which you probably haven't, um, you can find us at MidwestFilmNerds.com. We can find all of our past episodes and bonus episodes and fight the franchises and all sorts of other fun stuff with show notes to keep you uh, educated as you go along. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at MFN Podcast. You can uh, send us some feedback. Let us know what you think about our craziness over here. Uh, you can email us feedback, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. You can also call us at 248-7335-MFN, which is 248-733-5636. And don't forget, we have an Amazon link now. Your Amazon purchases, a small, teeny, tiny percentage of those will go towards the show if you use this link. It's amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. Please use that link, and we can help make this show better for you. You can help make this show better for you. You can help us make this show better for you. <laughs> Tomorrow is Prime Day. It's true. So go nuts. Today, Tr- treat if you yourself. listen to this, yeah. I like to something. If you listen to this the day it comes out, it is Prime Day. There's supposed to be a bunch of really crazy deals going on on Amazon, so go check it out. Use amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. And I'm writing it down right now. You can, tell, you can tell Alex has done this intro way more than I have, because <laughs> he said that so flawlessly, the, the link so flawlessly. Yeah. It's it in t- my calendar. It took me like 10 episodes. <laughs> right now, it's, it's Amazon. <laughs> Don't go to that link. Um, <laughs> anyway, before we start the episode proper, I'd like to get into our summer movie wager update. Alex, what do you have for us this week? So domestically, Minions took the weekend handily with $115.8 million. Whoa. Followed in close second by Jurassic World with $18.2 million. And then Inside Out in third with $17.7 million. Your number one movie of the summer right now is Jurassic World with $1.4 billion. <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron is at $1.38 billion. Mm-hmm. San Andreas sits in third with four hundred fifty nine point <laughs> one million. 
followed closely by Inside Out, which is catching up with $436 million. Minions jumped from 10th place to 5th place with $403.5 million. Mad Max Fury Road has $366.3 million in 6th place. In 7th place, we got Pitch Perfect 2 with $279.9 million. Terminator Genesis sits at 8 with $224.3 million. Oof. Spy sits at 9th with 219.9, and Tomorrowland is at 10th with 203.4. Ant-Man and Trainwreck are out this weekend, so expect this, uh, at least one of those to join the list very soon. It's a very interesting summer we've had so far. Yeah. The fact that San Andreas is still there is mm-hmm. really weird to me. Oh, it's going to be there. It's going to be like middle of the pack. Ugh. A huge yawning chasm between that and... <laughs> that's Avengers. what gets me. Yeah. We get an earthquake pun? <laughs> Wow. What's it, that huge fault line that opened up between <laughs> second and third? Between minions and, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, it's interesting. It is, I, have you, you haven't done any counting in terms of how people are doing it, have you? No, I usually don't do any preliminary stuff until we cut off the movies. So okay. in like the first week of September, I'll do uh, this is what it would be if we were to stop counting money right now. Okay. And I usually don't release the results of that. I might give a few little tidbits here and there about that, but then the final count will be the end of September. Okay. We'll see how people are doing. But yeah, I, I can't imagine a ton of people doing very well <laughs> where it's at right now. I don't well, know. Like I said, there's two people that had Jurassic World first. Uh, a lot of people had Minions second or third, which I think it's going to be at least third. I don't yeah. know about second. Uh, but you know. Well, how much was, how much was Mad Max made for? I, on, I don't know. I'm not sure what the budget was. I can I can I, see if we have any sources say, here. Like between 150 and 200, probably that much. Yeah. Wow. Well, they reshot it for like three years. Make <laughs> <laughs> budget balloon. The what was the yeah. initial? <laughs> budget? It was all the flights to Australia. <laughs> yeah, really. The yeah, fair to... <laughs> not good. And the helicopter rides to the desert because that's the only way you can get to certain spots. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's a Mad Max comic out. I bought it. I haven't read it yet. Okay. I almost bought it too. Yeah, it's five dollars. There's so. actually uh, <laughs> so you could probably go buy a ticket. What for company the is doing movie. that? Uh, Vertigo, DC. Oh, Box yeah. Office Mojo says 150 million for Mad okay. Max Fury. So Nick was right on. Yeah, there's actually a several. There's like an Immortan Joe prequel slash Nux, and there's Max, and then I think there's going to be a Furiosa one. Oh, that's too. sweet. Yeah. That's cool. I like yeah, that. I leaped through it. It looked like it was cool. It yeah. actually looks like it. I saw snippets of like Thunderdome and Road Warrior in there, so I think they're trying to say this is the same Max. Okay. So it's that's inter- neat. It's yeah. interesting. That's very neat. Very, I have very to cool. read it. Yeah, I'll I'll read it. Keep us posted on that as we as you yeah, well, as the weeks go by. I'll call it. I also, apologize. news comics are five dollars now. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of them are. I apologize if you hear cars in the background, but it's really hot in my house and the windows open. So. The movie cars? Yes. If you hear <laughs> Lightning McQueen or Mater screaming down the road. <laughs> didn't All right. Go, didn't yep. have to go that far, Alex. We're done with that. Um. <laughs> If you One hear of, Michael Caine's character yeah, from the second Cars film, that guy, Michael Caine's in the second Cars. Yeah, I think he's, he's a, a <laughs> he's a uh, he's an Aston Martin, yes, isn't he? he is. Yeah. I, I oh, that, that's I good. That I like that. Yeah. I like that. Oh my goodness. What if Sean Connery had been the Aston Martin? <laughs> <laughs> that would require Sean Connery to get out of his house, which he's not planning know. on doing. They could, <laughs> yeah, they could that's bring true. sound equipment. That's true. I don't think Bill Murray left for Garfield. Like I'm pretty sure he stayed in the bathtub. <laughs> well, he did think he was working with the Coen Brothers, so he might have got out of bed for them. Have you ever heard this story, Nick? I don't think so. So Eaton Cohen is yeah. the writer of Garth- Garfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Bill Murray signed up yes. thinking that it was the Cohen Brothers. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we are way <laughs> off track. And we haven't even hit Comic-Con yet. So let's try and reel this thing back in. Alex, you were the one of us brave enough. Before we get to that, corrections for last week. Oh, yes. Go I ahead. forgot to mention that I'm also watching Halt and Catch Fire Season 2. Go check it out. That show is awesome. First season is up on Netflix in the U.S. 
uh, second season. I'm a few episodes behind, but it's really like by episode three, it hits its stride again. We figure out where everybody landed and where they're headed towards. And it's very, very cool and interesting. So sweet. Check that out. I'm watching the other computer guys show Silicon Valley, which is very funny. Um, yeah, so and Alex Tim is watching Mr. Robot. So. Yeah. Oh wow, That's Nick, you got to jump on one of these tech, these tech shows. Oh boy, uh, sliders. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now we're talking. Max okay. Headroom. I like that. Starring Jerry O'Connell of mm-hmm. um, Joe's yeah. Apartment fame. I like that. <laughs> I, I want to watch. Oh, well, I just have to get on with any show because I'm behind on True Detective and Halt and Catch Fire, and I love them. I champion them both. So. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> one must champion harder. Um. All right, anyway, so Alex was the only one of us brave enough or really the only one of us dedicated enough to go see Terminator Genesis. I want to applaud you, first of all, for going Thank and you. seeing it Thank when the rest you. of us didn't bother. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, how did you appreciate Alan Taylor's second feature film? Um, it was okay. And I think I liked it more than I liked Terminator 3, but I haven't watched Terminator 3 in a long time. So I don't know how accurate of a statement that is. But... Or how valid of a statement that is, rather. I kind of wish we all went to see it, because I would. I think more time to this movie would be helpful. Really, the movie has two failings. One of them is major, which is the script is just abysmal. <laughs> they put some of the dumbest words in, in very capable to great actors' mouths, and it really hurts the movie. And it also feels really, really self-important, which is not how I've ever felt about a Terminator movie, aside from maybe what Kyle Reese or Good Terminator say in the previous films. And so I don't think that worked very well for me. I think Amelia Clark is an okay Sarah Connor. Jai Courtney does okay as Kyle Reese, but they're not given enough to chew on in order to make it really work. A lot of the humor falls really flat to me as well, even though, I mean, it's fun to see Arnie there. But I don't know. Um, The effects were good in most places. Uh, Old school Arnold is pretty awesome. Like, to me, it works out. There's even... They flash back to Sarah's childhood, and you get kind of the clue and and young Jeff Bridges and and, uh, uh, Bruce Boxleitner in Tron effect, where there's a filter over them because it's a flashback. And you see old school Arnie in that. And that looked awesome to me. Like, I got goosebumps at that part. And it's a really small part, and it's really inconsequential, and it really doesn't matter. And it could have been a deleted scene, and it wouldn't have mattered that much. But I like that. Um, really, what I think it comes down to, the other really stupid thing is the second trailer. Everything past the second trailer, all the TV spots, they all give away a crucial part of the movie. And it made, like Nick and I were talking about it this weekend, it kind of makes you think that it's not an important part of the movie, that it happens really early and that you see it in like the first scene. No, like there's a good chunk of maybe 10, 15 minutes of this movie that gets invalidated because you know what's coming if you've seen the trailer and you're just waiting for it to happen. I remember, yeah, Alan Taylor was pretty upset about that as with you the should be team. because yeah. it was total bs it like it totally took me out of the movie and if i hadn't known that and this is making me re-up on my on my trailers thing i'm not watching anything anymore like the first teaser might have been fine and maybe i'll let myself slip on those every once in a while but i'm just not gonna watch anything anymore because it wasn't worth it i think i can kind of wrap it all up by saying there's a lot of really really interesting things that happen in the movie and interesting things that they try to do and 
you know, making Sarah Connor the like the 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 strong not the strong one, but the knowledgeable one and everything is an interesting role reversal and that's all cool and fine. The problem is that this movie by function of its script tries to be both versions of time travel. It tries to be the Terminator version of time travel where everything you do in the past affects the future and you know it's one big loop and it also tries to do the back to the future 2 offshoot timeline future and those two don't apply together and it's that fails like that does not work and i wish that at this point the terminator franchise just turned into this vehicle where we take our thoughts about Terminator and Skynet and Cyberdyne and apply that to what we're experiencing at the time. Like if Terminator 1 was Terminator 1, Terminator 2 was Terminator 2, Terminator 3 could even stick around and be okay in the canon. And we're just pushing Judgment Day further and further so that the next time we check in with these people, the next Terminator has the latest in nanomite technology, much like you see in the trailers for this movie. I think it would be okay and they could find little ways to like play with it and see how they can mess with your expectations and subvert things and change John Connor because this John Connor, if we keep delaying Judgment Day, is a different John Connor every time that we change that. And I wish they would have stuck with that instead of really like weighing it down in this mythology that just doesn't work when you try to apply two different kinds of time travel. So... I don't know. I hope they don't make the two sequels because apparently everybody signed on for three. J.K. Simmons is this weird... Oh, yeah. How's J.K. Simmons in it? J.K. Simmons is fantastic, as he always is, but the thing is that he's kind of comic relief and he's also self-awareness for the franchise. Like He's very much a... Because I'm going to spoil this right now because it doesn't matter that much. One of the cops that goes to arrest Kyle Reese in 1984 grows up to be J.K. Simmons. And he is played off as this quack that thinks that time travel's happening and there's Terminators around. And he ultimately just becomes this way for Sarah and John to get out of their, their, uh, their police bindings, basically. And it, it it's hmm. disappointing. And I don't know why he would need to be signed on for two more. But Interesting. I don't know. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Sure. Arnold, does he have any good, like, are there any good pop culture jokes in it? Like in Terminator 3, he goes, like, talk to the hand. And then he wears wacky glasses at one point. They say, like, <laughs> they say, like diva, diva burn uh, glasses. <laughs> there's, no, there's no diva burn glasses. There's nothing that's really, like, of the time. Okay. Sarah Connor uses "bite me," and then later on in the movie, Arnold uses it too. Is but, oh, is it true that there's because I read that they used the uh, theme song from Cops at one point? Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so stupid. David Steele. David. I went and saw it with David Steele. Yeah. What David Steele think? He and I both groaned very hard at that part. Okay. We were like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> David Steele had pretty much the same feelings as I don't want to know. Yeah. Oh, same thing. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to know <sighs> like where they use it or how, like the context of it. I just want to know that it's in there because I'm going to watch it. I can confirm it's in there. Um, but wow. I kind of wish we had all been at the theater with Tim there as well to, <laughs> to hear just that. To hear the that reaction to it coming in. <laughs> Jai, well, that would have been a pretty beautiful moment. Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. Time to give it up. Uh, Time to move Mosey along. I don't think go so. Go off to the side. Go off to the side character, right? 
I, I like think he's a, suicide, he's a side character in Suicide You don't want to be the bell of the ball. No. You don't mind him being at the ball. Right. It's not the bell. Off in the back. I the wallflower. I still think yeah. he's best played in, like, uh, Jack Reacher. Okay. Alongside Werner Herzog. Uh, Who isn't great alongside <laughs> Werner Herzog. That's, that's totally true. I don't think he does a bad job here. It's just like I said, I don't think the script does him any favors. Okay. And it's so, so strange. Like, they talk about it on the Slash Film cast for this episode. Why does Jai Cartney keep getting these huge franchises? And then that's exactly what Tim's talking about. I think like, is yeah. that yeah, it it doesn't make any sense because everything that he's been given before, like it's not like the Die Hard script was a masterpiece. It's, this script is not a masterpiece. I don't know. The sad thing is he doesn't get locked down for four Avatar movies like Sam Worthington is because that's exactly who he is. But. Yeah, that's the thing. Sam Worthington, Sam Worthington was in four. Maybe James Cameron just cloned Sam Worthington into Jai Courtney so that he could keep Sam Worthington off the market and Jai Courtney's money all funnels into the same bank. <laughs> <laughs> Alex's oh, tinfoil hat corner. Yeah, I like yes. that. But the anyway. King Cameron Holdings Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway. Fun, it's funny. The, the first and only question I asked you about the movie was, I hear there's there might be a, like a, a D.H. Paxton in the film, mm-hmm. and I won't say whether or not there is, but it intrigued me. Yeah, I, yeah, the, it's interesting because a lot of the stuff that they play, everything leading up, like the first ten minutes, is all uh, post-apocalypse, and it's fantastic. It's all great. It's really good. It's wonderful. Then when we go back, it's a lot of it is shot for shot Terminator. Like it looks like they pulled people out of. The, like they cleaned up the footage and just put CG Arnold on top of it. That's kind of cool. And it's it's interesting <laughs> and it's cool. The only thing that's weird is the punks look like they're like seven, like fifty year old guys with dyed black hair, which is really strange. Kind of plays into Willie's question that he had. It's very strange to me. Like, and I even I, I whatever it doesn't matter. I looked at the guy and I was like, is that Bill Paxton? But it's not really Bill Paxton. So they achieved the whole thing of like. It kind of looks like Bill Paxton, but it looks like <laughs> Bill Paxton at now? this age with makeup caked on and jet black dyed hair. It's probably Bill Paxton. If, if that had happened, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm sorry to say here that it wasn't, you know. And the only other uh, route that I think would have been interesting to go in is if they got like... Linda, ha- Linda Hamilton and Eddie Furlong and Michael Bean and like did a weird Days of Future Past. If they were really going to just blow the time travel crap out of the water like they almost tried to do with this one, I would have much rather preferred like seeing them try to play with it that way mm-hmm. with like old and young meeting each other. Yeah. I, but, I would like that. That's pretty cool sounding. Yeah. So, you know. Get on it, Alex. Yeah. Right, that's think good. about the two Terminator movies that I just described and don't go see this one and you're good. Nice. So... Is it better than Salvation? I think so. And I liked Salvation. I didn't hate it. What's weird, yeah. Well, what's weird about Salvation, it's the only one that really, even including this one, tries anything different. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, I don't really like it. Yeah. But it, and a, people kind of... So it, like, this sounds like a sequel. Like It sounds like the same thing mm-hmm. again. It's, so. it's one of... Like I kind of talked about it a week or two ago about it's kind of one of the selective sequels coming out with like Alien and Halloween kind of on the horizon and... Things like that, where the movie just kind of wants to override Terminator Three and 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 four, and, and not the, to mention the time travel thing kind of lends itself to that at least with 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 totally. Yeah. But the fact is that they don't like answer any of the questions about the time travel because they can't because they the ideas are not compatible with each other, yeah. which is aggravating. 
Like, we have no... There's By the end of this movie, spoiler alert, kind of, don't go see this movie. <laughs> you don't have an answer as to why Sarah Connor knows everything. Hmm. We know that a Terminator got back to her when she was a kid. Hmm. We don't know how. We don't know who sent it there. We don't know why it's there. Oh, that sounds frustrating. And, and yeah, and I don't want to wait two more movies to learn that. No. To learn that it was just like another John Connor because the John Connor in this movie wasn't really John Connor. That would be dumb. Don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I... But anyway, that one's for David Steele, who already heard all of it last night, and Blake Olivas, who wrote on the Facebook to have us talk about the film. So you're a kind and and wonderful founder. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we have a lot of Comic Con news to talk about, guys. Um, we're kind of going to break this down by the, the two big players first, and then we'll kind of go through some of the smaller uh, reveals and, and trailers and whatnot. So let's start with DC. DC had a huge showing, I think, this year at, at, at Comic-Con. I think we can all agree. Um, now, we're going to be talking about some trailers, and now... <laughs> Why'd you stick the dog's ass in the microphone? Because I laugh. thought it was funny. It was funny to me. Okay. Um, Given that Alex is here with us, and I'd like to have Alex, if there's any questions that pop up about the trailers, anything that, you, that you're curious about, I want to hear your reactions to our teases. Okay. Like that's, I, I want that. So if you have any questions, ask us. Any guttural noises you would Ab- like. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I want to hear them. Right okay. in the microphone. Okay. Okay. Right in the microphone. <gasps> yeah. That would be an acceptable Warm up the pipes. <laughs> I, um, I, I want to try to avoid that, guys. So if you can try to skirt around anything major that might be major revealing... Try to stick to the tone of the trailer and the you know the, try to do that, please. I think overall the trailers aren't that spoilery, really. No, they're, they they're really more, aren't. They're more they tone really setting, which is but good, I think. Just yeah. to be careful, right you know. Um, I think we should just kick things off right away. Batman versus Superman trailer. The second is it? This the first or the second now? Second. It's the first real trailer. I yeah. Think. yeah, the we first. Had a, we had a teaser before. Yeah. This one is the is first one to give us an idea of what's going on in this movie. Is it actually like four minutes long? It's like three and some change. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a decent length trailer. It's pretty yeah. much plot. Like here is plot. Since everyone's been asking, kind of. Okay. I think Nick, Nick, you were kind of the the most positive about Man of Steel. I think out of anybody here, mm-hmm. and kind of, I think you had the most open mind going into into. Batman versus Superman and the most positive feelings. How did you feel about seeing more of this footage? I think it's awesome. Yeah? Awesome. I think it it, uh, should uh, ease a lot of fears people have. Not all of them. I think there's still some probably relatively valid concerns out there, but I think it helps answer a lot of the questions people have about what is this about? Why are these two guys beefing with each other? Um, I think it showcases the, the visuals look great, which there probably wasn't any real doubt there, but it looks... It looks like a comic book movie, like more than we've gotten in a long time. I think it looks really cool. I think everything about it looks great. I think all the cast looks phenomenal. Ben Affleck looks perfect. Jeremy Irons looks pretty cool. Uh, Gal Gadot looks neat. Cavill looks like what we expected. I like that his costume looks a little bit more like what people wanted. Yeah, it's a little altered. Yeah, yeah. it's a li- it's a little more uh, vivid, vibrant, mm-hmm. a little which more I colorful. like. That's good. Uh, I think Jesse Eisenberg looks cool as Lex Luthor. I think some people are not going to like it, but I think it fits in with what 2015's version of Lex Luthor would be. So I think bearing that in mind, he's kind of perfect. Uh, there's some interesting stuff in there. A lot of fan speculation seems like it's probably coming to pass. So that's kind of interesting. I don't think I need to see any more trailers for it. But if one comes out, I'm probably going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, the one frame I have seen of Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne... 
he looks unrecognizable to me for some reason. Like, hmm. It doesn't look like Ben Affleck at all. Yeah, not really. I mean, it does, but it looks like it looks like Bruce Wayne. He of. beefed up. I mean, there's that's part of it too. Is yeah. I think he, he beefed up a bit. I reacted. Put it actually, all on his face, apparently. <laughs> yeah. No, it looks. I think it looks really good. I'm really excited for it. Um, good. Yeah. Awesome. Tim, you were a little bit a little bit further towards the edge of not being a huge fan of Man of Steel. I know you weren't a huge yeah, you weren't huge on the, on the movie and you weren't super nuts about the first trailer for this, right? Super no. nuts. Uh, <laughs> um how did you feel? Glad about this I one? could add to the episode, job, fellas. Those are the kind of guttural sounds we're looking for. <laughs> this is the stuff we're looking for, man. This is the highbrow humor that we want. Um, There's a cutout of Batman staring right at me right now, true. like saying, "Oh, you better like this trailer." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that Batman over there doesn't really care anymore. <laughs> He's retired. Um, what did you think about this? Did, did it change your opinion at all? Are you still feeling the same? I had less of a, like, a, the first trailer, I had, like, this visceral, like, I don't want to watch this ever. Like, it looked like just three hours of growling and anger, and uh, I don't know. I didn't like the first trailer. And it, it set a tone for me of, yeah, it, like, this looks really dreary. Um I watched this trailer and I am really, really excited for Ben Affleck Superman or Batman. Um, I the problems I have w- with this movie, and it's it's just I don't like Man of Steel and I don't like Zack Snyder's Superman and I don't like any of Zack Snyder's movies outside of Three Hundred. Like I don't like him as a director, and this looks like a Zack Snyder movie to me. But the Batman stuff is all really exciting. Um, I'm, I think Ben Affleck, I thought Ben Affleck was a perfect choice for this Batman. I think Ben Affleck will, he will create a Batman that you can see, um, side by side with the characters they have in Suicide Squad. He reminds me a lot of that kind of, the kind of cartoon Batman, um, the animated series Batman. That's what I'm most excited about in this. Gail Godot looks, I thought she looked, I thought she was a good choice to begin with. I like her. Um, her boobs aren't big enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not tall enough. That's true. She looks awesome. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. She looks really cool. People uh, really say that. She's not tall enough. The, the, oh, yeah. Those were not tall enough, damn not tall, buff enough. She? She's like 5'10 or something. I just want to say I don't actually believe those things. I just, <laughs> it's Alex's I'm being facetious the aud- voice. The audience surrogate. <laughs> my issues are still my issues uh, in, in all walks of life, I guess. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but and I don't know if I'm going to be going to maybe overcome those. We'll see. I'll go in as open-minded as I can, but I'm just not a fan of his style. And I'm not a fan of the Superman character in this. I'm not a fan of the Kents in these movies. And there's a line in this trailer where I just went, ugh, that's not Ma Kent. That's not the Ma Kent I love. <laughs> I'm not crazy about Jesse Eisenberg, but it's a couple of shots. I don't think I'm going to be. And my worry is that Michael Rosenbaum is going to end up being like the best Lex Luthor on screen. <laughs> and that's, that's worrisome to me. Um, but other than that, honestly, there are some cool moments in this trailer. Um, I don't want to. I am more positive than I was before. Good. That's that's cool. And that, that's what they wanted, I'm sure. So yeah. there you go. I can't wait to review it because I know Tim and I are going to go. Point counterpoint on Superman. <laughs> I think everything he's doing with Superman is great. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna I, be fun. You really I really um, like the lack of color. No, I'm kind of. <laughs> I was not nuts about the, the trolls. <laughs> the uh, the first trailer for this one. I wasn't nuts about Man of Steel. Um, but I will say I'm kind of I'm I'm more with Tim on this one. I I like the the coolest stuff in the trailer for me was was the Ben Affleck Batman stuff. I loved the scenes we get with him. There's some callbacks to some really really awesome 
comic book storylines that Batman had in the past. Um, there's one in particular that I think got fanboys going nuts. Um, there's a great slash film article comparing a frame of the trailer <laughs> yeah, that, to the cover that, <laughs> of the Dark Knight. Rise, that is not the, the one Dark I'm referring to. So please go check it out. I'm sure it's like 200 words. Just say, yep, these are the same, and then next. It's just one word, just as a look. Refer- he's referring to Nightfall, where Azrael takes over. Yes, <laughs> there's, a shot of, there's a shot of Azrael, if you look closely, in the reflection of the Batmobile. No, um, this, I, I, I enjoyed a lot of this trailer, I, I, and I'm, I'm kind of the same, in the same boat, I think. I'm not, I'm not a big Superman fan to begin with. I think Tim is a big Superman fan to begin with. I'm not, so I, I, I'm going into this with just like, eh, I don't know. I don't like that character. I don't have an interest in him. I don't like any take on him I've ever seen, so I don't think I'm going to like that. But I'm really psyched to see Ben Affleck's Batman. I'm really psyched to see what he does with it because I'm already like believing him as Bruce Wayne, maybe even more than Christian Bale. Mm. Because he's a little more of a traditional Bruce Wayne, and I'm, I'm, I like that we're getting back to that. Not that I disliked Bale by any means. I no. really enjoyed Bale, but Bale was very very much doing his, his thing, his, his take on Bruce Wayne, and I feel like... Ben Affleck, just from the little bit we've seen, is really embracing the classic Bruce Wayne persona, and I dig that. I like that we're getting back to that. And uh, I think it'll help a lot when we start getting to this, this, the crossovers and, and the Justice League stuff, because it'll feel classic Batman. And it should be classic Batman. So. It actually goes along with one of the things Tim's always complained about with like modern movies like this, is that he, he's a grown-up. Yes, Batman, I love Batman's that. like a middle-aged man. Yep. I like that a lot. That's really cool. Yeah, I like, like Bale, that a lot. Bale was good for like the young, like Batman Begins. Era Bruce Wayne, but Affleck looks like that that world weary kind of mean like I'm just gonna break your arms kind of Batman that I think we've all kind of secretly really wanted for a while. Right. Yeah, I really really like that, and I'm very excited to see him. Speaking of which, I think we should just touch on this real quick. Uh, ben Affleck is directing the Batman, the new Batman film. After I, I, we don't know when exactly it's coming out. Do 2018. We? 2018. 2018 so okay, so he's directing okay. and. Um, Starring, obviously. Very excited about that. And this trailer gets me even more excited for that Batman solo movie. And uh, Joff Johns is writing it. Yep. Which is fantastic. That's, that's good. This is all good stuff. Very excited. Um, I wish he was writing the Green Lantern Corps movie. Do they have a writer for that? He might be. He might be. He might be. Cool. Who knows? Probably, he might have a hand in it. He's Neo Goyer. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All yeah, right, because he could write a, he could write the Flash movie. He could write. He could do any of it. Really, yeah. He's, He's done it all in the books, and it's all been really good. Yep. Shit, he can do Aquaman too. I did say in the group text the next day we forgot to talk about how Lord and Miller doing a Star Wars anthology film might pull them out of the Flash with DC. Okay, and uh, that makes me sad. Were they doing? Were they writing the Flash, or were they set to direct? They it? they were in talks to direct. I think they were writing directing. Because if they have both? a draft, I'm. Oh, I mean, maybe some of that will be a pervert. Prover- that movie doesn't come out for like four years, though, right? Yeah, but neither does the Star Wars movie. I thought like, Flash was 2017, right. 2018. Okay, I can't remember the list. There was. I can't remember the list. Let's move into Suicide Squad, okay. which we touched on a little bit there. Um, this is our first major look at Suicide Squad, besides the goofy cast photo we got that one time. Um, <laughs> it was really weird. Did everybody agree with me on that? I liked it, but it was weird. Um, yeah. Tim. Suicide Squad. Let's start with you this time around. Um, I wish that there was a way that they combined the trailer, um, like the high-quality trailer, with the audience reaction from Comic-Con. Because I liked it a lot better when I was watching it with the audience. When I watched it in high-quality on its own, it, there were some things that kind of nagged at me. Um, I cooled down, When I first watched it, I'm not a Jared Leto fan, and I'm not excited for his Joker. And then I watched it. And everybody cheered when he showed up. They're like, yay, Joker. And I watch it. I'm like, I don't have a problem. Then I watch it again. I'm like, Ugh, I don't like him again. <laughs> <laughs> like when I'm in a one-on-one setting with Jared Leto. Way to problem. swim with the crowd, Tim. <laughs> right, I know. 
I'm a sheep. Um, <laughs> I like. The, I really like the silliness of the trailer. Uh, it's really David Ayer, much like Zack Snyder, is a director that I've only liked one movie, and that's Sabotage. And I've only, I guess I haven't seen Fury. I have not seen Fury. I need to see Fury. I don't like End of Watch. I don't like Street Kings. Um, but I think he, he's... He wrote The Fast and the Furious, Tim. Did he? Well, <laughs> if there's one thing that's a strength of the first Fast and Furious, it's the script. <laughs> <laughs> so he watched Point Break. Um, so that worries me a little, but he's... From what I know of the Suicide Squad and from what I see from this trailer, he's kind of perfect tone-wise for it. He has got like this hardcore like tap-out... like bro like ufc sensibility to him that i think like they should only show these commercials on like spike tv and ufc fights (laughs) because that is the audience they're gonna get and that is the audience that i think they need for this movie um i think joker oh i won't go into that um but he's pushed to the side of this trailer i'll say that um the other weird thing is i think it's a weird trailer to release to the masses because the main selling point, I guess, is Joker, but the main selling point is Will Smith for the mass audience, I think. And he's also pushed to the side in the Comic-Con version of the trailer. He's, he kind of comes in towards the middle. They open with a lot of exposition. Uh, exposition It's not really interesting exposition to put. I don't like the way they open the trailer for a mass audience. This is weird that I'm critiquing the marketing, but it's good for Comic-Con. I think, and I think that's the thing is, it, I think once it leaked, somebody said, let's just put it out there. And I, I see what yeah. you're saying. This is a, this. I mean, this it's is very get, Harley Quinn focused, and I don't yes. think the general audiences are going to be like, I can't wait to see Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. They <laughs> yeah. want to see what you said, Will Smith. The they want to see Will Smith. I like that Will Smith seems to have broken out of the. He's been delivering his lines in the last few years, like kind of like a bored teenager, like I'm Will Smith, um, and he doesn't really do that as much here. Um, I like this overall. I'm excited for it, but I was more excited for it when I watched it with a crowd. In bad quality. They got you hyped. Yep. Uh, Nick. <laughs> I liked it. I think it's cool. I think the all the misfits in it look pretty neat. Uh, I really am super excited for Jai Courtney's Captain Boomerang. I think he's going to be the most hilarious, just like sleaziest, <laughs> most awesomely fun to watch character in the movie. Okay. Uh, he's the one I'm actually the, like, the, the character I'm most excited for, and I have no idea why. I just think he's hilarious. I think the Joker looks cool still. I think it's the first incarnation of the Joker live action we've seen who actually seems pure evil. He seems capable of like evil deeds with extreme malice. I think that's really exciting actually to see a Joker who seems like they have just hurting people is like their priority. I think that's kind of cool and kind of scary. And he's you really only see him clearly for like three and a half seconds, and I was like, ew, like he's shocking and gross and i think it's really neat i'm all for it the i kind of think the opposite about will smith actually he's the one thing i hated when i watched it the first time he's like we patsies huh be some kind of suicide squad (laughs) hot tub time machine (laughs) i was like oh i hated it i was like that's terrible i wish i could catch these moments on instagram for the audience and try again if you want (laughs) no he uh it's just i didn't like him at all so I watched it again, and I was like, all right, a little more. I like him in his pimp costume. Yeah. And, uh, that, that's pretty good. 
But you know, it, it looks solid. It looks it looks like sabotage with superheroes, basically. <laughs> so you know, I think Killer Croc looks really cool too. I was impressed I, when the stills of Killer Croc did not look good. I, I loved I, them uh, so, from well, the beginning. I, like I, I like uh, I should I liked them because they looked so jacket, low budge. <laughs> they looked so no, low that's, budge. Uh, but that's uh, the fire guy. I forgot his name. El Diablo. El, yeah, El Diablo. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah, he's wearing like a <laughs> just like a baseball Furies like varsity jacket. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's really interesting because Tim was saying this isn't really a good trailer for the masses, and I agree. But for some reason, they're eating it up. Yeah. This trailer was shared on Facebook eight times as much as Batman, and yeah. I had all these people in my Facebook feed going, "This is awesome! This looks so cool!" And like, it's really strange. Hmm. I was like well, surprised. Like, oh man, that's cool though. All these people are sharing this, and they actually think it like they're they're kind of digging on it. So that's kind of interesting. They. But of course, Warner's didn't release it without like a giant, kind of whiny statement about like <laughs> things getting pirated. Yeah. And I read it, I was just like, man, just just go with it, man. Let's do right, it, just yeah. go. I don't. I still don't understand the whole. These things are exclusive to Comic Con. Like, if you want to show like a still that's exclusive, like, oh, you get to see the Batman suit first. Sweet, whatever. Don't I think release the big it to us. There's always that it's unfinished. Because James Gunn said the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy footage. They were like, when are you going to release that? He goes, never. And they were like, "Oh, seriously?" And he goes, "Yeah." Well, and and it, I, it has never been released. Like with the the dead the Deadpool thing, they were like, "This isn't being released because uh, it's there. The elements are unfinished. You're gonna finish them at some point for a trailer or something. Most of the time, the stuff gets edited down into a trailer. Like, I think the worry just, is too. With I mean, I remember in the early days of kind of when Comic Con started, the Hulk was the big thing. Um, the Ang Lee Hulk mm. and the Ang Lee Hulk actually in the finished for its time looked really good in the finished product. But those first like elite like shots of him in the movie were horrible um, and they were yeah. embarrassing and they got a ton of bad buzz. I mean, it got bad buzz because of the movie itself. too. Well, yeah, but, there's that. Uh, <laughs> I think that's I, I the think, big concern is it, it only really takes one person with a bit of a podium to be like, this looks like dick. And people will go, yeah, you're right. It does. And then all of a sudden just, they've got a. I feel like that's kind of weird because what's that dick in the crowd? Like, why does he, he doesn't get drowned out. He still has his podium. He's like, like nobody comes out of these saying the effects look terrible. They're just like, oh my God, this was awesome. We got to see some Batman. I think part of the thing too is uh, Comic-Con exclusivity in terms of like, who's going to want to pay that ridiculous ticket and be on a waiting list for Comic-Con when they can watch the thing the next day. Like that, it's part of it is the experience of being there when the things debuted, and I think they're really concerned about that because who the hell would pay that kind of money? Yeah, and well, even Tim, Tim hit the nail on the head. The Suicide Squad sizzle reel really was not designed to be a marketing. No, it was tool. not. So if that got out, and for some reason people didn't respond to it positively, it could backfire, and they could be like, yeah, they write that movie off before it even comes out. Fortunately, they just released it, and everybody seems to kind of dig it. So I think it worked out in their favor, but I mean, the, when we talk about X Men, we'll talk about this for sure. Yeah, um, let's. All right, let's wrap up our DC stuff. Uh, they are doing a DC uh, animated version of the Killing Joke, which I'm excited for. I don't know anybody else. That, yeah, that's yeah. I haven't watched a lot of DC animated lately. Okay, so I haven't seen any either. But I, I like the Killing Joke as a story. They were so. always really solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they are. They have that unlocked for sure. Um, and then a couple pieces of concept art came out. One for the Flash, which is basically just Ezra Miller holding a test tube, and then um, one for the Green Lantern Corps, which apparently uh, look like supposedly, yeah, 
the the hell hell Jordan looked like Chris Pine and John Stewart looked like Tyrese. I remember reading so, that. Those are rumblings that we've been hearing for a little right. while. We've been hearing that it might be them, and then if the concept art does look like them, then it kind of helps swing it that way. At least that's who they look, who they want. Yeah, right. Because even like it. there yeah. was the Jason Momoa Drax uh, concept art that, that is very true came out too. So, um, but anyway, so I think that's it for DC. Anybody yeah. else got anything you want to say? No, I just, I mean, Green Lantern Corps is really the only way to continue Green mm-hmm. Lantern at this point. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it's yeah. a cool idea. Yeah. Agreed. I'm excited. I like Green Lantern. I want to see more. Yeah, it's neat. It would be neat to see. Really, I think what DC is doing is really smart. Their strategy of just starting all these characters off and they're, they're already out there. It's really the it's, only. It's a great way to get out of what's going on, like some of the tiredness of the Marvel, like. Oh, and just origin stories. Origins, period. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I remember saying this a long a while back. I was like, "That's what DC just needs to do: just make them all like established, and then let's just jump in the thicket with them." And I think that's totally the way to go. People yeah. seem excited to see Bruce Wayne already in Wonder Woman, already in the shit. You know, everybody just kind of already mm-hmm. in the world doing their thing. And that's fair. I think, but and and I think you're like thinking about comments that I was making where I wanted it. I think it's weird that they're just jumping into Justice League. I like the idea of getting rid of origin stories. Yeah, but the idea that they're like, oh, Justice League is the next movie out. It's kind of weird to it's, me. It's, but it's, it's it's I mean it's it's kind of is an Wonder unprecedented Woman move. Is Wonder Woman before Justice League or no? Uh, I think so you've got Suicide Squad, you've got Batman, a- Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, then Justice League, and then that's they should get a director for Wonder Woman. Yeah, they might want to do that. <laughs> I think it's on their their slate, it's on their to do list. Yeah. <laughs> All right, or 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 maybe they'll just cancel it and bring Batman up. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's gonna happen. All right. Probably. The other big player at Comic Con <laughs> this year was Fox. Yeah. Um, let's get the little bit of news before we get into trailers. Let's get into the fact that um, the heavily rumored Old Man Logan storyline has more. There's more credence towards that rumor because Hugh Jackman basically said we're doing Old Man Logan. Basically, um, I personally, I I think it's a. a it could be a very cool idea. They certainly can't do Old Man Logan like it is in the comics because it, they don't have the rights to most of the characters that are in that. But they can. I think they could find an interesting way to make it kind of a cool Mad Max meets meets Wolverine thing. So uh, how does everybody else feel about that? Old Man Logan is the next and final Wolverine film with Hugh Jackman. Nick is shrugging. I think it's... I think it's going to be Old Man Logan, like X-Men Days of Future Past. I think it'll be... It'll be similar. It'll draw elements from it, but I don't think it'll be like full blown mm-hmm. dinosaurs, symbiote dinosaurs chasing Wolverine, old man. Logan. Yeah, I don't see that happening. That's for I'm, sure. I'm, I mean, if they if they like gray up Hugh Jackman and just make him look around, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, why not? He's got to go out with something cool and yeah. different. Why not? I like. I mean, I like Hugh Jackman. I like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I like the Wolverine a lot. Actually, I've grown yeah. to yeah. really oh, yeah. like it. I even I had some problems with the last act of it when it came out but i've even grown to just kind of push that to the side i think it's a good movie i, I like, wish i kind of wish he got a couple more solo movies in as wolverine and kind of have just like solo adventures away from the x-men yeah but, I, don't, I don't disagree yeah i so. like what you said mad max by way of wolverine that would be could, cool. be, could be really sweet be really cool um all right speaking of the x-men the X-Men Days, or I'm sorry, not Days of Future Past, Apocalypse. <laughs> that movie came out a couple years ago. Uh, Apocalypse trailer leaked. Another leak. Um, it has not been officially released. This one has not been, has not been put out there. So but was, this, was this an actual trailer? It was. This it's, kind of 
It's pretty much a trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's. Because I remember hearing that they kind of stuck to less effects heavy shots and more it of was, a. Well, they've only been filming for five days. Yeah. I think it's like five days. It no, reminded me a lot. Been, oh, I thought he weeks. said five weeks. Yeah, five weeks? weeks? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought I said like five days, and I'm like, that's insane. There's been set photos coming out. Okay. <laughs> it's just one scene. <laughs> yeah, right? It's one shot of a guy. <laughs> this reminded me a lot of, because there wasn't a lot of effect shots, but I remember. The X-Men 2 Comic-Con trailer, I watched like a hundred times. Um, and it, all it was was just shots of the characters all together and then like maybe one shot of Nightcrawler teleporting. And I went, oh my God! So, <laughs> I mean, it's like that and that there's not a lot of effect shots. But and it's mostly just shots of the characters, and then in the movies did, and kind of reveals. They just show that really kludgy, like uh, motion poster of Cody Smith yeah. McPhee yeah. bamfing. That's <laughs> all it was. God, <laughs> that was. Those are weird. Look that up. Google. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I, I let me get my thoughts out real quick. I just want to knock them out. Apocalypse looks really cool. We do get to see him. I'm glad they aren't shrouding him completely in mystery. Let's just get to the point. His name is in the title. Like, show me Apocalypse. I don't need eight trailers beforehand with does, just his voice. Does it look like Oscar Isaac with Apocalypse, or does it just look no, like Apocalypse? No, it looks. I can't believe you guys can tell what he looks like. It, he looks like the Wishmaster. From Wishmaster, he kind of does yeah. like a blue version of the Wishmaster. You want to see a picture? A I'll show you a picture. Slightly of Wishma- better quality Wishmaster. one. Looking than I did. There was a better one that came out. I couldn't even tell. I was like, "There he is." Looking forward He's to the man-shaped and fight the franchise. There was a there was the a Wishmaster. second copy that came out that was a <laughs> okay. quite a bit better. Ted Raimi gets killed really early on. He looks like Wishmaster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were looking up a picture of Apocalypse, not Wishmaster. <laughs> no, no, please. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Find this for me. Um, I think he looks really cool. I'm super duper excited for this movie. I won't get into the other reason I'm excited because I, I think Tim might want to mention it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he all yeah, freaked out about it in the group test. This is a shared interest of ours. Um, I, 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 I like everything I saw, even though it was blurry. I like everything I saw. I, this is the most exciting X-Men movie for me like ever. <laughs> and I think it's the time period. I think it's the fact uh-huh. that we're coming off of two really solid entries for X-Men. Uh-huh. And I think this one looks better <laughs> than both of those. I, the whole thing just... I'm I'm very excited. I oh my god! Like the 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 roster of X Men they have in this one is like the perfect roster. It is good. I love it. And maybe get rid of Jubilee, but the rest of it's really good. So, yeah, I'm excited for Jubilee. I mean, I'm not not excited. <laughs> I'm just saying we could technically swap her out with like Dazzler, and I'd be more excited. Get, uh, fair. <laughs> 80s Dazzler with see that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, uh, uh, Nick, what do you uh, how do you feel about this one? I liked everything I saw except for Jennifer Lawrence. She's hitting the snooze button again. <laughs> get off! Get off the stage. I really like Oscar Isaac's voice. It's very. It's. I like that. I like that superhero movies are starting to not be afraid to just have a regular kind of human voice and not just like this deep booming effects heavy voice that he just he kind of just it's sounds creepier like, he sounds kind yeah. of like just a man but there's a, a movie very... coming out in a month that has a human voice that is a real bummer what's that uh, fantastic four i heard a thing voice that he was they have a... oh they released a new trailer today yeah did you guys watch it yeah, yeah. oh i'm actually still i i, I don't think the, uh, okay we won't talk about that all right well, that <laughs> no, also not... sort of fox, the thing's voice sucks though everything sucks <laughs> uh the x-men yes <laughs> Though the copy I saw, I think, div- tried to hide from, like, a sweeping security guard right as there was a Cyclops moment, I think. And I was really bad. I the like, one I saw was it. full, the full thing all the way through. Okay. I don't remember any particular... It's, it's, it's still hard to tell, though. Okay. So. Uh, I'll have to seek out this slightly better pirated version. I think it looks cool, though. I think I wish uh, they would release it. 
Yeah, me too. Because the Days of Future Past trailer, I remember thinking, was kick-ass. And it wasn't a super traditional trailer either, so just I remember loving it. it. Yeah. This one, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's probably... Hard to believe, but I think it's probably actually the Fox property that I'm least excited for. We'll be getting into that. Um, Fantastic Four. <laughs> Tim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> X-Men. Can't go get me a Thing Burger. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that yeah, we probably at some point should. down the road. <laughs> um, a couple weeks. Halle Berry is gone. Long live Mohawk Star. Yes. She Pussed out on getting a Mohawk for the last movie. Mohawk Storm is the best Storm. Definitely. She's awesome looking. Um, she's a badass. It's when Storm took shape as a character. Yes. Is when she got the Mohawk in the yes. comic books. And they brought her out in this. And I went, oh my God, yes. Is Halle Berry in this one? No. no. Really? No. <laughs> I mean, yes. Good. I don't even know if Hugh Jackman's in this one. They didn't even we don't show know. him, did they? We do not know. They list him on IMDb, but I don't think. There, he was. He's like rumored for a cameo, yeah. but it might be more like a... Uh, like a flashback. He, he, he delivers a killing blow to Apocalypse. First, cool. <laughs> he just rolls yeah. in. Good. Yeah. Leaps off his motorcycle onto a helicopter and then <laughs> stabs Apocalypse to the head. The shot of Cyclops just bummed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He just he gives Cyclops the finger with one claw yeah. as he flies by, punching Apocalypse with in just the face. a huge Santa Claus sack of money on his back. <laughs> Singer just r- swerves the camera to a crying Jimmy Marsden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, um, that all happens in this leaked trailer, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Reasons I'm excited for this movie. This the um, I like the last couple X Men movies. I love First Class. First class isn't perfect by any means, but first class has such a fun. It's like a. It's like Mad Men meets X Men meets sixties. It's swinging sixties. It's great. It was like the most sixties Marvel comics movie I've seen. It was so cool. Um, and Fastbender is like the best. And Magneto's theme in X Men First Class, like you should play it all the time wherever you go because it's <laughs> the coolest. Um, Kevin Bacon. Oh, kill Kevin Bacon. <laughs> is out of control in that movie. <laughs> I mean, he makes... January Jones is... Uh, she's... Uh, she's a dead person. She, yeah, she's not all there. A lot and like, like Mad Men. Yeah, and, but it works in Mad Men because that's her character. Sure. Th- this one's such a... Bu- but Bacon like like sees that and decides, I'm going to try to make up for her whatever she's doing. <laughs> like his character, he just absorbs the ambient energy and expels it. Ambient acting energy. Yes. <laughs> <gasps> I didn't know he had it in him. Um, Baconzilla. Uh, Days of Future Past, I've seen once and I was really hungover. And <laughs> I've seen parts of it on HBO. I really like parts of it. The future stuff, not so much. Um, and my big problem with Singer is sometimes, uh, all the time, Singer's movies, when they drag, they drag. Um and Apocalypse Drags. Uh, <laughs> guttural sound from Alex. Uh, <laughs> Primitive laughter. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from that one. So, so um, Days of Future Past. But this 80s, 80s style is so bad that it seems like it might suit Brian Singer. Like, because he's... <laughs> that was a big letdown for me is because the style in First Class is so cool. Like, everybody looks awesome at it. And then... Uh, everybody is just kind of drab. It's just kind of a drab looking movie compared. Matthew Vaughn's a better director, so that probably has something to do with that. But um, so, I think 60s have, for most people, probably a little bit more of an iconic culture yes. than 70s. Yeah, and Matthew Vaughn gets that. I mean, mm-hmm. he 
I hope, I hope we get some real 80s like arcade game yeah. you know I did see Nightcrawler has the Michael Jackson it's like, amazing beat it jacket and it's <laughs> really good because that is I totally something that Nightcrawler, oh, would, Nightcrawler would love Michael in the comics he'd learn how to moonwalk and yep. it would be great yeah. <laughs> other than that I mean the X-Men series is kind of perfect in its own way because I don't think the movies are perfect but they all make no sense continuity-wise, just like the comics. And they're all kind of better in your head, just like the comics. And as someone who loves X-Men comics, but a lot of the times, like, the X-Men I have in my head makes more sense than the X-Men I read. So that's kind of the way I am with these movies. And it's so weird, because even if I don't like one of them, I still look back on it fondly. Yeah, that's true. There's, <laughs> like, there's weird warm feelings about the X-Men franchise. X-Men 2, I have such a warm feeling about, but then when I watch it, I get kind of bored sometimes. <laughs> when Wolverine's not, like, attacking people, and Nightcrawler's not. When he's not killing everything. Yeah. I didn't see Cable in this trailer. I was disappointed. There's no Cable in this trailer. They do give away the one F-bomb, though, that apparently yeah. is now a, a staple of the X-Men franchise. Yeah, it was, it was cool, though. It was sweet. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. The person who delivers it is the person who should deliver it. Absolutely. All right. We've got one more bit of Fox uh, trailer talk to go on here. We The Deadpool trailer also leaked. Not officially released yet. Um, super, super highly anticipated, I think, by like a ton of people, this movie. Um, Nick, yeah. let's start with you. What, did you. what did you think about what you saw? I used to be a huge Deadpool fan. And then the rest of the world became a huge Deadpool fan. <laughs> And it's not one of those things where, like, oh, it's popular now. I don't need it. It's that it became really watered down to its most base ingredients and became undigestible. And since then, a few writers have started writing him really, really well again. And I hope some of that... It looks like some of that's going to be integrated into the movie, so I'm kind of excited. There, it, it, uh, It could still go either way. There's a lot of super bad humor in the trailer. Most of it landed, though. I think most of it actually worked, and I found myself kind of laughing. I had, I had, I probably had more fun watching that trailer than I did the X Men trailer, and arguably even the Suicide Squad trailer. I was, I was like, wow, some of this looks like it's actually turning out really nice. The action looks like it's pretty good. Ryan Reynolds looks like he's finally going. You know what? I tried a bunch of stuff that doesn't really suit me for like way longer than I should have. Maybe I'll just go back to this. It's almost like Van Wilder is a superhero. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> There's a, <laughs> I think it looks pretty solid. Is it still coming out in February? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Valentine uh, two days before Valentine's yes. Day. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's cool that it's R. That it's just like this movie's R. And if you didn't believe us, watch this. <laughs> T.J. Miller looks like he's funny in it. Uh, there's somebody else in it that is exciting, but I forgot who. They're on the cast list. Um, there is a background. certain mutant from the X-Men franchise yes. who makes an appearance, and he looks better than he looked in any of those yes. other movies. Even in leaked... Just looked amazing. Copy. He looked like right out of the comics. And Deadpool's, and I was like, what the Deadpool's interaction with him is pretty good. Uh, Cable was not in this trailer either. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm just waiting for my inevitable announcement of a Cable solo film. That's the standard for all trailers now. Where's Cable in it? Is cable Somebody, <laughs> I don't remember who, it might have been you or maybe it was Gojo, was saying... You're just going to get your cable solo movie that's basically the Terminator. It's probably Gojo. Something like that. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Give me that. 
I might have said something like that. You probably both did. Something yeah, about cable, cable, cable traveling through time. Doing yes, that's what it needs to be. It's weird he's not in Apocalypse, but anyway, we don't need to talk cable right now. <laughs> you can hit me up on Facebook anytime, and we'll, we'll chat. Twitter, at Nick Blauvel. I probably have a solid like six graphic novels that are just cable on my <laughs> shelf. It's ridiculous. The, uh, uh, but no, it's Deadpool looks cool. I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, Tim? I, uh, I don't like Deadpool very much. Um, I get the appeal, but I find him annoying most of the time. I can't believe I'm going to say it. this was my favorite superhero trailer hmm. at Comic-Con. <laughs> like, this is a Deadpool movie. Mine like, too. when you think of a Deadpool movie, like, they just threw it on screen. I don't know if it's going to work completely, but I don't know if Deadpool will ever work completely because it's Deadpool. Um, and You're, like, I, damn excited to see the experiment, regardless yes. of the outcome. Yeah, I mean, the TJ, is it TJ Miller that's yeah. the workaholic in this? Um, <laughs> the part in the middle, like, the... <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> like, it's legitimately hilarious. And it's just him. It looks like it's him vamping, just kind of yeah. riffing. It's um, mean. It's just funny. It's like, it's like an Apatow outtake. Where, oh, like, it, it, it totally like, felt it's, like Apatow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, 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 there's, there's a line where he compares Deadpool's face to... Um, what does he? What does he say? Something about Freddy Krueger. He says Freddy Krueger had sex with a topographical map of, oh, no. of, of Utah. <laughs> Freddy Krueger face fucked a topical, topographical map of Utah. Yeah, I like the one, the second one better. Where he's looking at him still, and he just goes, "You, you look like an avocado had sex with an older avocado." <laughs> <laughs> Something about that is just—it's really funny. It's really funny. DJ yeah. Miller's a master at that yeah, kind he's of really thing. Good. Oh, and um, well, I just want to rewind for you said Apatow outtake, and that fell out of your mouth so easily that I was impressed because I just. Take? It's just, it feels like a tongue twister, and I would have liked... If I had to read that, I would have... fast. Yeah, yeah I would have failed. Apatow outtake, Apatow outtake. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what a cunning linguist. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got like made three the noise signature <laughs> Tim sounds all in a row. All right. Tim's turning into Bobby McFerrin before our very eyes. <laughs> Alex wrote the trailer for Deadpool. Like he just wrote That's it. what you don't know. Yeah. Anything yeah. else you want to say about Deadpool, Tim? Uh, the side character has an awesome name, and I'm trying to look it up right now. Uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I love that name so much. That's, that's such a, like, a cool like indie comics 90s name. And so I like how he so responds to it. It's like a yeah. tank girl name, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, the yeah, I do. Want, the music in the trailer is perfect. Uh, DMX the, all day. DMX and Shoop by yeah. uh, Salt and Pepper. It's it's a perfect Deadpool trailer. Good, I agree. Um, all, that that's it for Fox News. That's all we got. It's done. Um, let's move on real quick. Let's run through a few TV show trailers. All right, we got the trailer now. Nick, you didn't watch this one, or you saw bits and pieces of it. Heroes Reborn. Uh, you know what? I just remembered. I did see it on TV last night. What'd you I think? was trying to watch Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> it looks... I'm a little torn because it centers around Noah Bennett and the Haitian. <laughs> and when I, saw him, when I saw him walk up and hand him an envelope and he opens it and out come his glasses, I was like, that's so dumb and damn it, it's cool though. <laughs> They're the only characters from the Heroes series that I actually like, really thought were really cool. The effects look terrible. None of the new characters look interesting. The only times I kind of tuned in, I was like, ooh, was when some of the old ones showed up. I don't think the Heroes franchise has any life in it to give it a spinoff. I don't think anyone cares. Low-budget superhero TV is being done far better by Arrow and The Flash. And uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which looks like the pulpiest, most awesome thing. If you guys haven't seen a trailer for that. Oh, they have a trailer for that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. It is really good. 
Okay. Nice. The, this looks dumb and unnecessary. I give it a season and then it's buried. I love they throw it in the hole and lock, lock it in a hole and throw the hole away or whatever the line from Suicide Squad yeah, is. Yeah. That's really good. NBC's pretty good at canceling things like three episodes. We should be too, okay. So yeah. it'll be. The <laughs> 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 world will be spared this. <laughs> um, Tim. I jumped off of Heroes like episode three when I can't remember. It was like the ninth time the cheerleader broke her neck in front of somebody. They're like, I can't do this anymore. In season one? Yeah, oh, okay. season one. Season I, one's actually really good. I jumped off really quick. Um, that's, that's fair. <laughs> it takes a while to get its legs. Yeah. And I just, I don't, it's so weird. I don't like, what's the nostalgia for this? It was out like five years ago. <laughs> Who's nostalgic for things? My mom is really excited for Heroes to okay. come back because she watched it all the way through. I okay. stopped maybe halfway through the final It just season. seems like with like X-Files and Twin Peaks, there is kind of like a... There's, there's some time. There's some distance. And, yeah. and there's some fondness there. The, the, my problem with this is that, yeah, there's going to be fans of, of Heroes that stuck it through the entire show who are like, finally, we're going to get back to, back to Heroes and kind of get the show. Because the original idea of the show was every season was going to be a different group of people. Mm. And then they like, oh, Silar's so, so, like, he's, he's selling tickets. Well, they don't sell tickets for TV shows. He's selling ads. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, we need to get Silar back. And then we need to make him the main character of season three. And then Silar. We need to make him, is that what his name is? Silar. Yeah. I, just, I always Silar? It pronounce Silar. And Silar. Oh, Silar? Is really Silar? Is that a He-Man villain? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's a Terminator model. He, all I remember from Silar is he pointed his finger a lot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just gazed at people. Yeah, because yeah. he wanted to eat their brain or something. I don't know. It's just Lance. Stupid. Lance got busy doing other stuff and couldn't, <laughs> couldn't be a stand-in for, commit. for ZQ anymore. He's on the Enterprise right now. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know. That's I, I wasn't the here. final reveal of this of the trailer is oh, it's so, so hilarious. It's just what ridiculous. Is, it's is, uh, it goes. It, there's a shot and it's like a sword. They show the bottom of the sword. Is it and, hero? And it's hero. Yes. He looks like no. He looks <laughs> he like looks crap. Terrible. He looks terrible. He looks. Like, he's just. He, he has not kept himself in shape. And he, he, goes, and he, and he says, "What? Are you surprised to see me? <laughs> like right, right the in the camera? Yeah, basically, hot tub." Time machine. <laughs> it's really. It's like Salad Snake looking at the camera and going, kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> it's a Japanese thing, I guess. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's move on. Um, Fear the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead spinoff that has been been working on this for a while now. Haven't they? Is Daryl in it? It is not the Walking Daryl. Next, the real. <laughs> Which was who's Daryl? Uh, Norman Reedus. Um, the only reason people watch the show. Um, this who's Daryl. <laughs> I, they are showing trailers at Gavacon for shows that I jumped off of like three episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, I jumped off of Walking Dead. I, I I have not watched the last seasons and a half, maybe two seasons, something like that. I don't even know what season they're on. Anyway, I jumped off. This one looks intriguing to me. It looks a little bit more like a World War Z type, and I kind of like that. Uh, we don't see a lot of zombie fiction that takes place during the midst of the outbreak. I'm not sure how long they can keep it up because it's a show and they have to like move forward at some point into like the. I don't actual, know. The Walking Dead's done pretty good. Yeah, about not making any form of momentum. That's and true. Not going anywhere. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued by this. I will say I will tune in for the pilot at the very least and see what it looks like. So, anybody so, else got any thoughts? So, do, do we know? Does it just kind of strictly? Are they trying to stay before Rick wakes up? Is that the I idea? I get the impression that that the first season at the very least will be a pre-Rick waking up thing. Yeah, and then Merle's going to be in season two. Who knows? Probably. Yeah, who knows? It's I don't, what we'll Merle see. did while he was gone. I don't know. What? But what do you guys think? 
about this? Any interest? It gets a, it does give off a strong World War Z vibe to the point where a shot is actually stolen from World War Z. I think it might be from World War Z, <laughs> and they just superimpose this Pasted guy's it. face over Brad Pitt. <laughs> I don't care. It seems wildly though. it seems wildly unnecessary. There, there's nothing nothing new yeah. about this at all. Nothing. It just feels like pure cash in. It's one thousand percent cash in. The Walking Dead is the highest rated cable television show ever. It probably is. I will say there are some moments in that trailer that I think are interesting. I, like, I think it'd be cool to see in a TV format. Yeah, I'm not saying we haven't seen it before, but that's the problem with z- zombie zombie stuff. Is tr- was traditionally very innovative, and it's already oversaturated. And for this thing to just Go, here I come, and jump on top of the dog pile. I'm just like, man, get out of here. I like your impression. <laughs> I like your, your impression of Fear of the Walking Dead. Bye, buddy. Here I come. <laughs> it's just, who cares? <laughs> Tim, any thoughts? Uh, the title is, I love the title of Fear of the Walking Dead. It's so it's neat. It's so corny. And It'd cold. be great yeah. if it was a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> George Romero's next movie. Uh, Kim Dickens is awesome. Yeah, Kim Dickens that's is great. like the I only like thing where I'm like, I'm kind of half intrigued in this because I really liked Kim Dickens in like Gone Girl and I want. Oh, that's who that is. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to get into why I not I'm not interested in this or The Walking Dead when we talk about Evil Dead a little okay. Um, okay. the TV series. So if it gets grave reviews, I might check it out. Um, I jumped off of Walking Dead. I did pro- you say did you say grave reviews? Oh, oh God, Alex. <laughs> I thought that's what you said too. Actually, there was so many weird sounds out of all of us tonight. I thought you said grave, and I just went, Greg, Gravage Hulk, Gravage reviews. Well, well, let's 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 jump right into it then. Okay, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, the yeah. the the last well, the last TV trailer we're going to talk about. The stars is it stars or shows? stars yes. stars series, and and Sam Raimi is very heavily involved. Stars. Star in the show. <laughs> Um, Tim, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> there was just a high. Five. Get us out of whatever they put us into. <laughs> One high five per episode, <laughs> minimum. Uh, um, all right. The first time I love the Evil Dead movies, love them, and I include Drag Me to Hell because I think it's the fourth Evil Dead movie. Yes. Um, the remake, I need to watch again. Yes, yeah, I need to watch it again uh, before I pass judgment. I the first time I watched this, part of me was a little let down because. I was hoping for more Evil Dead and less Army of Darkness. I watched it three more times, <laughs> and then I realized <laughs> I don't think you can go any other route with this than what they've gone. It's Evil Dead mixed with Army of Darkness. Part of the fun now is going to be watching Bruce Campbell get beat up and <laughs> just doing slapstick comedy, because Bruce Campbell's really good at that. And that's what makes... I think that's what makes Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness so much fun. And I think it's why they've held up. What I was talking about earlier is the only thing I worry about with this, mo- uh, with this TV show is from the trailer, I think it's probably taken mostly from the first episodes. Mm-hmm. My problem with Walking Dead is after the pilot, nothing lived up to the Frank Darabont directed episode of Walking Dead. I thought it was amazing. I'm worried because I can almost tell which shots in this trailer are Raimi directed. <laughs> and, and I worry a little bit about what comes after that. Um, but when I look at horror, like books and even movies, the shorter the better sometimes. This is a 22-minute long TV show. That's, God, that's good. And I think that's perfect, perfect because Walking Dead, a lot of what I hear is that it really drags. This 
isn't going to do that, I don't think. This is going to be 22 minutes balls to the wall. And when I think it like horror tends to work better in book form when it's kind of short story for me. When it starts to get long, sometimes unless it's really good, it can, I can lose interest in it. Movies, horror movies, most of them, unless it's something like I guess like Hannibal would be a good uh, Silence of the Lambs, all of those. Unless it's got something going on a little deeper, it's best when it's 90 minutes paced well. So that's what I think I'm most excited about with this series and why I think it will work better for me than like something like The Walking Dead. Um, yeah, this is... I am very excited for this. Uh, the blood is all over the place. Lucy, Lucy Lawless is in it. I mean, it looks like slapstick Xena, Army of Darkness, like back with just blood everywhere. Good. I'm excited for you guys to make me watch Army of Darkness because I still haven't seen it. Good. We will do that. Yeah. Uh, Nick? Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks it looks really... It's exactly what I wanted because it it balances... It's got a lot of the humor, a lot of just over-the-top gore. Some of the jokes don't work, and I'm really glad because in all three movies, there's a, lot, there's few, there's a few jokes that don't work, yeah. and they need to be in there. So there were times <laughs> in this trailer where a joke... They went for it, and I just went, mm-mm. <laughs> that, that's not funny. But I'm glad it's there, because you need some that just fall really flat, where Bruce Campbell just looks kind of awkward for a minute, and then you're like, moving on to the next joke, and then, and then it's hilarious. It's, it's almost like Bruce Campbell kind of like winks at the audience, too, when he's, he's like, I didn't write that one. That was all Sam. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, he, and he'll even deliver it with like less gusto. Like he, I don't remember what it was, but he one line in the car where he's talking to the guy, and it's just a stupid joke. It's yeah. really bad. And I was like, ugh, Yes! <laughs> <laughs> really good. <laughs> the the action looks awesome and just the blood is insane. It's I actually forgot it was a TV series. I thought it was just a movie. And so I was watching the trailer and I was like, "Oh, cool, cool, another movie." I was all excited and then when it was like Stars like series, I was like, "Oh my god, what? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of it? This is really good." It's great. It's great. I'm glad Bruce Campbell is back to doing this thing cuz only he can do it and he's he's the king. Health the king. Health the king, baby. I completely agree on all of that. Um, we have one more big piece of Comic-Con to talk about, but let's get through the little things real quick. Um, <laughs> Warcraft posters. What do everybody think? We got the first posters, the first kind of lo- real true look at the characters from Duncan Jones' Warcraft adaptation. Anybody got any feelings either way on the, this? The extent of my Warcraft knowledge stems from Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So I don't know anything. So you're hoping Leroy Jenkins jumps in at some point. He'll, he'll probably have a cameo, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, the, the designs of the creatures look unique. It doesn't look like anything we've seen in movies before. It looks like the Mountain Dew bottles from Warcraft that I remember from our family video days. Mm. So that's cool. It seems like they're, they're ringing true to the franchise, and that's all I know. So... I like Wizard Ben Foster. <laughs> Wizard Ben Yet Foster. Yet another in a line good. of questionable career choices for Ben Foster. <laughs> so he's racking them keep up. The now. good times rolling. Um, Tim, this is thoughts? son of Bowie, right? Duncan Jones. Zoe yeah. Bowie. This is Zoe Bowie. Um, I don't know anything about War- Warcraft. Has always been the thing that I've been really interested in, and never going to have the time to play it. But part of me is like, wow, that looks awesome. <laughs> like I'm so happy it exists. And this looks so dorky. Like, I'm so excited for it. I don't want this even close to being, like, aimed at mainstream audiences. I want this aimed at Warcraft nerds. Who will not leave the house to go see the film anyway. Exactly. <laughs> just get the most pirated movie of, like, life. These names, Orgrim, Blackhand, Garana, 
Gul'dan. The stuff that's in energy drinks? Mediv... <laughs> Cadgar. Lady Teria. Oh. Is there a cable character poster? King Lane Wrynn. Ah. They're pretty ridiculous. They're absurd. I'm excited for this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> when does it come out? Uh, next, next year. year. February? Yep. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Um, what are my so. bombs going to be? I need I need to know what some of the turds of early next year are going to be. <laughs> this is going to bomb. I'm pretty sure this is going to bomb. It might. Got Colin Farrell though. I I'm I'm terrified for why Duncan Jones. Like I I want I'm intri- intrigued in the movie because I want to know why Duncan Jones is like all right. This is my next project. Yeah. Yeah. But. I'm terrified that it's going to bomb terribly and then Duncan Jones Duncan is just going to be stripped of any cred or power that he has. Source code and moon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it? Okay. Yeah. So, due out June 10th, 2016. All right. Ooh, Big summer release. Wow, yeah. Confidence in that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if they do a Jupiter Ascending with it. We'll see. Oh, I mean, we got Dominic Cooper and Toby Kebbell. Isn't Colin Farrell in it? I swear to God I'm not making that up. <laughs> I keep saying that, and no one's correcting me. I don't see Colin Farrell. Okay, I, maybe he was rumored then. Maybe Dominic Cooper took the over. The Wikipedia says Ben Foster, Travis Fimmel, Paula Patton, Dominic Cooper, Toby Kebbell, Rob Kaczynski, Daniel Wu, Clancy yeah, Brown, be Ben Schetzner, Ruth They probably Nega. just called Colin Farrell. was like, no, I'm going to do something else. And they like, okay, and they called Dominic Cooper. Hey, Dom, we're making a movie. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? Never mind, I'll do it. All right. <laughs> Let's, we, we still got a couple more pieces. Let's move through these bad boys. Uh, Enio. Is it pronounced Enio? I always screw that up. I think so. Wait, Enio, real, right? real quick, real quick. I have a quote here from Blizzard. This is in the uh, development section of the Warcraft film Wikipedia page. Uwe Boll made a, direct, a bid to direct, but was turned away by Blizzard, who, claims to, who he claims to have said, we will not sell the movie rights, not to you, especially not to you, because it's such a big online game success, maybe a bad movie would destroy that ongoing income what the company has with it. They're not wrong. No. Wouldn't destroy anything, but no, it wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't be good so. for the Warcraft name by any means. Um, yeah, uh, any Morricone, Morricone, Morricone. I'm so bad at pronouncing Italian names. Like it's like I'm like the worst at this. It's, it's terrible. Any Morricone, any Morricone, Nick Pizzolato, Pizzolato. He is uh, scoring his first Western in a long, long time. I didn't do the year math, so I don't know how long it's been. <laughs> the year math. <laughs> that their year math. I'm getting exhausted now. This is a lot of stuff. Um, this is not a good idea for me to host this episode. Um, anyway, Get he's, he's going to be it. he's going to be scoring the Hateful Eight for Quentin Tarantino. This gets me excited for. I mean, I was already excited for the Hateful Eight, but I'm more excited now because it's it's Ennio. He's amazing. Anybody else have thoughts? I'm excited for this movie. I've been excited for this movie. This is just... Yeah, I'm excited. A little icing on the cake. Yep. This was such a funny tra- uh, funny panel to have at Comic-Con, too. It's so strange, yeah. yeah. Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Because basically all he did was go up there and talk about like how he's shooting the movie. And it was, it was like straight up for like film nerds. Yeah, and Kurt Russell yeah. just uh, sat there and smiled. <laughs> <laughs> With an amazing beard. Incredible. This sounds great. I'm going to check it out immediately. Yeah. I think it's online now. I think yeah, they put is. it up. I, I just want to know Any what uh, what what Quentin Tarantino said or did for Ennio that made him be like, all right. Uh, like I, I think want, there's, I there's like, a Tarantino has kind of a kind of a cachet, of cla- yeah, yeah. In in like regards to old time filmmakers, the guys who he obviously respects and tries to emulate. So I think if he's if he's going for that style of of spaghetti western, then. 
color me interested. That's the guy to go to go with for sure. Yeah. What if it's just like the thing score? Oh, it's like a note. I honestly, I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, um, it's really moody. All right, that, uh, I, sad, sad news for one Mr. Kevin Smith. Um, <laughs> he unfortunately was in. He was giving his panel on the upcoming yoga hosers um, in Hall H after uh, a certain sci-fi, sci-fi blockbuster uh, made its presentation and whisked everybody away to a wonderful symphonic performance of all the great. Star Wars music with all the stars in tow. No one stayed. Everybody left. Kevin Smith was sad. Anybody got any thoughts on poor Kev here? Is Hall H like the biggest one? Yep. It's the big one. Oh man. It was it was almost empty. They they emptied that hall. It seats six thousand. Something. He, huge. Basically Kevin Smith was tweeting, he goes, and six thousand people just left five minutes before my before my uh panel. And I feel bad for him. I do. I'm kind of. I've been so. I've been for the most part. I think pretty positive this episode. So I don't want to throw dirt on him. Like, that, no, I feel I bad. Mean, but that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. First of all, horrible scheduling. Yeah. Kevin Smith and Hall H at this point, I think, is risky to begin with, and then to put him in after Star Wars, like it's kind of setting him up for failure anyway. It's like they were doing it on purpose, especially when he's bringing out his. He revealed his character of a Nazi bratwurst as a villain in this movie, and it's him dressed as a bra. That's the thing: is Army of Darkness happened right after, or Evil Dead happened right after uh, Star Wars let out. There are plenty of people at that one, <laughs> so I think Kevin Smith sometimes has dug his own grave here, um, and I feel bad for him. But I also saw Tusk, so I don't feel that bad for him. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. I will say this about Yoga Hosers. The his daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter were the best part of that of Tusk. So the idea behind Yoga Hosers actually, like, I think I would watch that on cable. Like that sounds pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too yeah. Johnny Depp was the best part of Tusk. <laughs> well, he's in it. Uh, it's two teenage <laughs> girls that work at a convenience store that are going to fight monsters. That's a cool like video store rental yeah. to me. Um, so I will say that in a positive light. Cool. Um. Are we good on Kevin Smith, guys? Yeah. All right, let's Super move along. <laughs> last, last, last bit of Comic-Con news before we wrap this thing up. Uh, Star Wars. J.J. Uh, Abrams and crew and cast. And Harrison Ford showed up after his plane crash, so that's nice to see him again. Um, they showed off not a trailer, but a behind-the-scenes uh, kind of little mini featurette on, on the making of Star Wars uh, Episode Seven. I thought it was fantastic. I'm not going to say any more than that. It was amazing. If you are not concerned about some, there's a, maybe a tiny bit spoilerish in there. I, I, if you really want to stay away, stay away. There's not enough to, honestly, the magic of what you'll witness, it will just give you so many special feelings in your heart and you should watch it. Uh, Nick, what'd you think? It's wonderful. Special feelings in my heart. Absolutely. It's uh, not only is it a, a confirmation of getting back to the somewhat old school style of filmmaking, but it's, I think, a, a continuing, I don't have words for it. I think it's great for reinforcing the idea that this movie is going to be really great. It's in, it's in the best possible hands. And I think everybody kind of already knows that, but it's nice to be reminded that we're not going to get the prequel treatment on this one. It looks excellent. It's very cool, and I, th- I kind of wish studios would do more. I, I always love behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm a sucker for that kind of thing, and it's mm-hmm. it's very neat to see some of the sets and some of the makeup of some of the characters. And it reminds me of one of the <clears throat> one of the first things that made me want to pursue a career in film was my old Star Wars uh, special edition VHS tape started with like a ten minute 
behind the scenes featurette, and I never fast forwarded past it. Watched it every time before I watched episode four because it was just so cool to say, "Oh, that's how they did it," and it kind of has that that nostalgic feel to it and and a further you know it's neat to hear the uh, i forget which oh it's mark hamill who's like yeah they've got, they can do all this modern shit but they don't <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> cool also mark hamill uh is really hilarious in the footage from the panel because when harrison ford comes out on stage and like raises his hand and everybody cheers everybody at the table's clapping but mark hamill stands up for some reason and it's just really funny <laughs> he's like seated right next to him mark hamill just stands up and looks at him like welcome brother and it's really good i thought it was great <laughs> that's awesome um tim oh this is so awesome yeah this is um the this reminded me the first trailer for the last crusade was all behind the scenes stuff of Indiana Jones and like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg like behind the scenes shooting and like this is the most Lucas film Star Wars thing that's come out probably since then i mean it's so perfect jj abrams this is what he was born to do i mean honestly this is uh, he's perfect for this i have such a lot of people have a crush on um, like slave Leia, like slave girl Leia. I have such a crush on Carrie Fisher now, like post cocaine with John Belushi <laughs> and Dad Aykroyd. She is so hot right now. I love Carrie Fisher right now. She's so cool. Uh, <laughs> she she's she, she has been through the wars. There's this beautiful moment where she kind of like like yes. puts her hands on JJ's cheeks like like a like a yeah. like a soothing it was really nice. It was like, like, oh, that's sweet. like a like almost like a motherly act of like you're doing a wonderful job. I can't believe I'm standing here with you. You got this. It's, I was yeah. thinking more like I was thinking more like settle down JJ everything's going to be okay. I made it yeah. through cocaine with the yeah. SNL cast. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a two. <laughs> Very uh, different reads on what's going on. Uh, I loved it. It's perfect. Yeah. That's it's, why people it's, listen to the Midwest Film Nerds podcast. <laughs> it's exactly what you should do, what Star Wars should have done at this Comic-Con. Because mm-hmm. it gets people excited and it gives not much away. Yeah, nothing almost. Uh, it's no, awesome. It's very good. I love the few shots of some of the cast members, particularly Anthony Daniels, just kind of looking around in like wonderment. Like, with this kind of expression of like, holy shit, I'm standing in the Millennium Falcon again. Mm-hmm. Like, here it is. How many years later? It's so and, cool. And we're back. It's really... There's a shot of Harrison Ford settling into the pilot seat of the fucking <laughs> cockpit, and oh my god, is it cool? It's just cool. I I was looking. Uh, Nick and I were were uh, working something on Saturday, and I was looking at this at my Twitter feed, and I saw some comments. There were two two comments that I saw that I thought were really funny. One of them I'm not going to be able to find word for word, but basically. Uh, there's a quote from the panel <laughs> where Oscar Isaac was like, yeah, I asked uh, Harrison Ford for some flying tips. And Harrison was just like, it's not real. You're flying in space. And like that was like that was what he said. That was his advice, and I thought that was really funny. But then um, that's such a young actor thing to ask, and such an old actor thing to respond with. <laughs> well, that's such a Harrison Ford thing yeah, to say, just to be like, "What the fuck?" Just... Yeah, because if you asked Langella a question like that, he would answer you. Yeah, with like, Daniel Day Lewis would be like, "Well, I went on Columbia before it went <laughs> yeah. down," and yeah, but uh, and then the other thing was that somebody on Twitter talked about how. They were filming some scenes. Of, they had the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon on a, like a huge gimbal and having it go through the motions so that the actors could feel like they're being jostled around. And that's all I needed to hear about a new Star Wars movie to know that it's not going to be CG-laden yeah. BS that I 
They did that with the old, with episode four too. It's cool. Like yeah. uh, they built the cockpit on like it wasn't nearly as advanced as what we, what we yeah. see today, but it was on like something that would move and rumble, and they would have something to react to. <laughs> it's cool. Like that technology, that that innovation back then is like considered kind of an innovation now. Like yeah. wow, what a novel idea. <laughs> well, no, and that's like yeah, that's the crazy thing is that a lot of the times it's we used to do all of this practical stuff, and then CG got cheaper or quicker or both, and now people resort to that, but I'm glad to see that JJ is taking the time to do it the good old fashioned way. Yeah, it, it, that's on top of the Star Wars nostalgia. I think that that gives me the, the wonderful feelings too. It's seeing movies being made like movies used to be made. Yeah. Well, I know not just that. It's not like he's doing everything. It's it's a it's a beautiful blend, and I like that. I like that he's not afraid to do both, and let's find what works best for this. Yeah. You know, there's shots of of people with like complete mocap faces too it's not just exclusively prosthetics and it's mm-hmm. not just exclusively i that i like it's a very very smart way to approach this it is cool to see actors standing next to actors in like costumes yeah though, it's so cool with like with like puppet mouths and eyes and, and, and i got some really of those feelings when i was seeing set pictures from guardians yeah when i was oh, seeing yeah. all this yep. i was like that is so cool it reminds me of star wars and now that we're seeing it star wars it's even more it just it's maybe we'll start to see it in like Green Lantern Corps and maybe I hope, some more of I hope maybe it, studios will start to go people like this. I hope I hope so. I think I I want all studios to go out there and be like I want to mo- make the movie in a way that Ian McKellen would not cry if he was on the Exactly. Set. That actors will speak fondly. Yeah, of. like it, it like we need to make it cuz not only are you allowing your audience to see things that look real and and does that lend credence and allow you to suspend your disbelief a little more? But it also allows the actors and actresses to actually turn in a performance that is worth a damn because they're actually acting opposite of something real. We got the we got that this year with Mad Max. And a lot yeah. of people were responding to holy shit, they did that? Yeah. So like that's what they used to do. Do that more. I, I agree. I completely agree. For the cable solo film, please <laughs> practical <laughs> effects only. Make a time machine. Use it. <laughs> All right. I think that does it. We have gone nuts over here. We've gone Comic Con nuts over here. It's Old school. Nerd drivel. Nerd drivel. Little nerd drivel. Um All right. So I'm going to read off all this stuff because we have to. I'm exhausted right now, so I apologize. No, we don't. Kyle X Y go watch a movie. There you go. <laughs>